This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I am sitting down with Santa Cruz Medicinals founder, Brendan, today to debunk CBD. I feel like we see CBD everywhere. We see it in drugstores. We see it in gas stations. It's slapped on nail polish, on chapstick, on everything you can possibly find. And I wanted to talk to Brendan about why it's so trendy. What sets Santa Cruz Medicinals apart? What makes CBD this miracle drug that everyone's talking about? And the reality is, it's not a miracle drug. It has great properties to it. Yes, there's anti-inflammatories. Yes, it helps with pain reduction. I have received all of those beautiful benefits from using the Santa Cruz Medicinals line post-surgery and now just as post-workout recovery and setting me up for success for my day. But Brendan and I talk about more than CBD being this miracle drug. We talk about other holistic lifestyle changes that people can make to set themselves up for success in life. Brendan was an anthropology major at UC Santa Cruz before founding Santa Cruz Medicinals and is rooted in history and hunter-gatherer societies. So we talk less about recreating the wheel or finding the magic pill or figuring out the crash diet that works. And we talk more about getting back to the foundations, getting back to what the original wheel was and how we can capitalize on that moving forward. There is so much ancient wisdom and anthropology, and there is so much to learn from the people that came before us. And Brendan embodies all of that. I literally cannot send that home enough. Brendan is such a wealth of knowledge, and I'm so excited to share his wisdom on today's show. Also, if you're excited about Santa Cruz Medicinals after listening to the show, you can always head over and use Lindsay15, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-1-5 at checkout for a sick discount for Get Psyched listeners. While you guys are listening to today's show, please, please, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating and review as it helps me continue to get guests like Brendan on the show, and it warms my heart every time a new one comes in, so... Who wouldn't want to warm my heart? Anyway, without further ado, enjoy the show. Yeah, it's funny. Anytime I even post about Santa Cruz Medicinals, because I use your guys' product always, I reached out to you right after surgery and I was like, yep. look, I do not want to take opiates. I don't want to be on painkillers. I want to like remember and I want to feel what my body is going through. And I can't do that if I'm like blasted off to another planet. Absolutely. And I swear Santa Cruz Medicinals made it so much easier for me to come back. I like yep. went to a post-op appointment and my doctor's like, so like, how's, how's your, uh, I don't even know what he had me on Norco or something. How's Mm -hmm. your Norco prescription? I was like, I haven't used any of it. Yep. He's like, no, seriously, like, let me see it. And I pulled it out. Nope. He like counted every pill. He's like, what have you been doing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exact same thing. I I broke my nose playing soccer a few years ago. And all I did was high dose CBD, turmeric, magnesium, high dose collagen, did not touch my opioids. And right now I I just did a post, uh, reposted a cannabis educator on uh, our Instagram and she did a post about how our bodies have an endocannabinoid system. We don't have a Tylenol system, so to speak, and different things can stimulate that endocannabinoid system, such as exercise, but CBD is such an easy way to stimulate it. And the big thing with, with CBD is that 
when we look at studies on side effects, there's just little to no side effects. It's so safe to take. It's been a plant that we've been using for thousands and thousands of years. And there's evidence that Tylenol hurts your liver. There's, there's not really a big debate on that. I mean, you can, you know, uh, pain pills have obviously devastated so many people, really high risk of addiction. Um, you can't really get addicted to CBD. Uh, you know, some evidence that some THC addiction is there, but much less harmful on the body than pain pills. So it's a huge thing. I mean, we get DMs every single day of people who have stopped opioids or um, reduced their opioid use for like really people are in some serious conditions. And again, the only way um, I think to do that is high dose CBD, which is why we created the brand that we did. So let's talk about that a little more because I think that CBD, especially as of late, is such a trendy thing to slap on any product. 100%. And so I kind of want to talk about A, what got you into it and B, what sets yours aside from, you know, what I'm seeing at CVS. Yeah. So CBD is an extremely trendy thing. It was even one of the most Googled terms of 2018. Okay. And so- some people would look at that and they would say, oh, it's one of the most Googled terms because people are just making so much money on it. Um, and then that's certainly a, a part of it. But the other thing is that it works. Okay. It, I mean, for me, it does wonders. And the reason I think people are researching CBD so much is because they are looking for alternatives and looking at things they can do for their health that have little side effects. Right. So CBD is one of the major compounds in cannabis. There's CBD and THC to to simplify it. There's a lot of different cannabinoids such as CBG, THCV, THCA, and they're being researched more right now. But CBD has some good research behind it. And like anybody else, I'm, I'm an athlete. I train a lot. I was just looking at what can I take to optimize my body. There's your basics, your vitamin C, you know, your zinc, your whatever. And CBD kept on coming up. So I'm like, okay, I'll try this. And me being the curious person that I am, I I looked into the research, the PubMed articles on CBD. And this is when I was going to UC Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also working in a cannabis lab because Santa Cruz is really cool and there's legal cannabis stuff. Yeah. So (laughs) I was interested in cannabinoids and reading the research. So I looked into it. There are really solid studies on CBD. Again, it's been quote illegal or gray area legal for so long. So a lot of these studies aren't as, you know, thorough and recent as such as uh, turmeric, right? But there's there's studies showing um, an- anxiety being reduced in public speaking and, you know, pain mitigation and CBD is an alternative for opioids. In all this research, though, the dosages are what stood out to me. They're, they're dosing them at 200 milligrams a day, 600 milligrams in that public speaking study from 2018. So you look at that and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to take a couple hundred milligrams of CBD which isn't out of the realm. I mean, if you take turmeric, you're taking 500 milligrams, vitamin C, maybe 1,000 milligrams. So I didn't think it would be hard to do. Went to the store. It's I did not see a product that I could do that feasibly. It would have been like $400 wow. to get that. So I was like, huh, that's weird. CBD must be so expensive that it's just not doable. Found out that wasn't the case. CBD at that time was about $10 a gram for the, the raw isolate CBD. So, huh, wait, this is this is strange. Why why is this? Why aren't any companies doing this? And it just turns out that the market for CBD was so that you could mark up a product six, seven, eight times and still do well. Hmm. 
And a lot of it is was distributed through, like you were saying, CVS, grocery stores, gas stations. And to do that, you really need to give that, that store a really good discount so they can make their money. So there's a lot of steps in between, and, and I think a lot of new companies have come in and do what we did, which is just go direct to consumer, sacrifice profit margins for word-of-mouth marketing. Mm. I don't need to run a, a giant $15,000 marketing campaign or whatever, whatever it is. I don't need billboards and ads on TV because people are going to go, hey, I bought 10,000 milligrams of CBD for 150 bucks. Use this company. You know, yeah. here, here are the lab reports. They're clean CBD. It's, it's you know, high quality. So that's what we've done. And, and uh, why we created it is simply just to have people try potent dosages because I want people to see what CBD really feels like supported by the research versus the glitz and glam CBD, which is hey, to eat a five milligram CBD chocolate and you'll feel great. I mean, you won't. Right. Would you argue that if you do feel great that some of that's placebo? At extremely low dosages, it would it would appear as such completely placebo with just CBD. Now, there are in California, Colorado, name any legal cannabis state, you can go get a ratio product, which is maybe a little bit of CBD and a little bit of THC. There's a tons of research on that ratio that's, that THC does provide some benefit to then work synergistically with CBD. It's still being researched, but um, yeah, if you walk into maybe a legal cannabis store in, in the United States and you buy a, a product that only has a little bit of CBD, but it might have a milligram or two or five of THC, that can have some different benefit. Totally. And I hear you talking a lot about anxiety and and especially in social settings. And it seems to me like a lot of what people are talking about in the CBD world. And, and there's, um, I don't know if it's a new Santa Cruz medicinal line, but the the uh, sleep effect or being able Absolutely. to help with your sleeping. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So our sleep capsules have quickly become our bestseller. Um, and I mean, let's just speak. I mean, they work wonders for me. I it's literally a product I always have, and I, I have access to all our products, but it's one that I just, like, won't go without. Mm-hmm. Um, CBD, I mean, there is that study on public speaking, which is a great metric for anxiety. It's one of the most feared things that people do. Probably not something you fear uh, too much. We're recording a podcast <laughs> right now. You know, yeah, but, but we're, we're not around anyone. We are. We are, I. <laughs> we are yeah. There might be some people in the bushes. I don't know. But, um, yeah, a lot of people fear that. So they dosed people with 600 milligrams of CBD and people felt significantly better. And this was a pretty big study. Um, I think there was 570 people, uh, if I recall. So it's a you know, good sample size and um, people felt better. Um, you can ask anybody who's taken like a high dose of CBD about how they feel about their anxiety. And most likely they're going to say that they felt calmer, um, possibly due to the endocannabinoid system stimulation, um, how CBD affects GABA, which is like a big uh, relaxing kind of Comp, you know, thing in the brain, system in the brain. So it appears to relax the body at very high dosages. Um, other people have theorized that it works more like an adaptogen. So an adaptogen will regulate cortisol levels, like regulate a normal cortisol path. So if you take an adaptogen at like 11 a.m. when you're supposed to have higher cortisol, have energy, it'll support that. And then if you take it at night, it's going to support a normal cortisol rhythm, mm. which goes up and then it trends down in the day. A lot of people have really high cortisol at night, which is why they can't sleep. Um, so we designed a CBD formula that helps us sleep. And with that, we purposely did not put in melatonin. Melatonin is in so many sleep supplements. It's great. I I like melatonin. Personally, I do not think it's something you should take every day. Mm. Melatonin acts a lot like a hormone, and your body produces its own melatonin. I don't think you should be taking melatonin every single day. 
maybe once a week or maybe when you adjust from travel. Uh, so we designed it with valerian and L-theanine and CBD, and it's the best. I can take it at night. I get that kind of like eyes-heavy feeling, and I sleep great through the night which I'm usually a light sleeper. This has allowed me just to get that deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And you wake up and you're you're not groggy. It's not like a s- overpowering thing where it's going to knock you out, but right. it's going to support your natural sleep. That's so cool. I, I've never heard of it explained in the sense of cortisol, mm-hmm. um, which I think kind of gets a bad rap. Yep. Um, you and I can kind of dive into this a little bit as athletes too, but you know, the second mainstream got a hold of like cortisol levels and how high they're getting they like make it sound like it's the worst thing ever it's like no it's actually super important to stress your body out sometimes 100 percent. yeah i mean if you're not getting enough natural stress through you know i mean working out is a stress on the body Mm -hmm. um you know you can put your lungs through some stress and it's going to make them more resilient Uh, it's how we create resiliency in the body so yeah uh, normal cortisol function is key it's a key pillar of health and um, I, I do think CBD helps me with my cortisol function. Um, just having that kind of normal rhythm where like I'm tired at night, but I can ramp myself up for a workout when I need. So yeah, it's, it's important and you're right. Cortisol is often misunderstood. Yeah. It's, I think it's become a really trendy thing to talk about as well. It is. It is. And you know, these trendy, I mean, CBD has become a very overly trendy thing too, to talk about. And, you know, I run a CBD company. I shouldn't even be saying this in a way, but like people DM us all the time. Is CBD going to help my pain? You know, um, the, the quick answer is, or is it going to solve my pain? I guess they, they DM us. No, it's not going to solve your pain. How you solve pain is a myriad of things. You're going to need movement. You're going to need nutrition. You're going to need sleep and you're going to need like inflammation management, now, once you combine all those things, if you combine all those things, I guarantee your pain is going to be better than it is today, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, does CBD solve pain? No, but optimizing a bunch of those different things, which I think CBD is one of the best supplements you can take overall, like in your supplement cabinet. And I would rate supplements that I don't sell at all even higher. Magnesium, uh, liposomal vitamin C is one, especially with COVID lately. I've been just like, taking vitamin d3 you know if you don't have optimal vitamin d levels um and nutrition and sleep are above all those things right Mm -hmm. but but most people i talk to have dialed in those things they're looking at okay what else can i do i sleep i work out i eat right what other supplements are a good bang for my buck and that's why we've created this stuff hell yeah i love that and i it's so funny how culturally we want exactly what that dm is asking like is this my one-stop shop is this my fix-all is this my catch-all cure my problems because i feel like as americans we've been spoon-fed big pharma we've been spoon-fed like don't you know go to the direct cause let's mask a symptom and see how long that lasts absolutely so where did you i feel like i've gone through a huge like a great unlearning yeah rather than learning right. of like let's bring it back to the basics basics let's mm-hmm. bring it back to what am i eating how am i sleeping what's my hydration look like yep what did you always kind of have that information or what got you into that no um it's it's interesting um I didn't have any of this information growing up. Um, when, before I went to UC Santa Cruz, I took like a year off, traveled around, you know, I went to Costa Rica. And I remember being there specifically. I don't remember what caused me to Google it. I was just getting interested in health. You know, you're in Costa Rica, right? It's a health and wellness place. Right. And I remember 
somebody was cooking oats or something, right? And I remember Googling, are oats healthy? Just like a dumbass question to Google, right? Just like, you know, you know, 18 years older. Like, oh, and I stumbled across Mark's Daily Apple, which is Mark Sisson, Primal Kitchen. Yeah. You know, and this is back when he just had like his blog up. And I, I just started reading this and it made so much sense. I was very interested in anthropology. I went on to major in anthropology at UC Santa Cruz. So I was like, oh, hunter-gatherer, you know, like... And so you start reading about this, and then you start to read some of the evidence, and that's really how I got turned on to this whole aspect of health. Because mm. I tried different things before. Oh, let's go vegetarian for like a week. Like, oh, I don't feel like great, like whatever. But then you start reading about what we are as human beings and where a lot of our genetic uh, you know, makeup comes from, which is we're, for most of the time we were hunter-gatherers. Mm-hmm. So I started reading a lot on his website, and that led me towards this paleo-primal keto style of eating. And it's been off to the races since then. I mean, it's I feel great on it. It makes my diet be able to be very flexible. Um, and then I just went along with that kind of studying that. And then while I was at UC Santa Cruz, I would just try to center every paper I could and every research topic that I could around that. What? It, how did our hunter-gatherer ancestors live? Where did it serve them right? And where did it serve them wrong? And what can we learn from those people? And uh, there's a lot we can learn. Yeah, and and it's not recreating the wheel it's going back to what the original wheel was absolutely yeah um something i'm curious about is you said what didn't work well from them Mm -hmm. for them which i feel like on a lot of the kind of human optimization podcasts or things that i listen to it's like we need to get back to this we need to get back to this like get back to the basics so what didn't work well sure we we glorify our hunter-gatherer ancestors a little too much well in that paleo primal world right and i mean some of it's for good reason but um First of all, Western medicine is amazing. Um, I, I think some of the vaccines we've created, some of the vaccines we've created are unbelievable. Like we owe a, a, a great deal to Western medicine. I'm a big fan of most of Western medicine um, in that regard because our hunter-gatherer ancestors, they would find uh, you know remains where someone would appear to have a broken leg or arm and they were you know buried at age, you know, whatever, 28 estimated, 28 years old. Like you were fucked if you, you know, Right. Something bad happened to you, right? So we owe a lot of that to, to Western medicine. If you break your leg, you're, you're fine now. You're going to be okay for the most part. Um, but, I mean, that said, where Western medicine has failed us a lot is if you go into the doctor and you go, you know what? I feel pretty good. I feel okay. What can I do to, to feel better? What about diet? What about nutrition? What, you know, should I eat wheat bread? You know, it's there's nothing there right and it's really not to a fault of them and and we're going to look back in in 20 30 years on uh, the pharmaceutical industry and the over prescription of you know antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and all that type of stuff and it's going to be it will be looked back on as the same as when we did lobotomies to people we drilled Mm -hmm. in people's heads 100 percent. there's no way that um you know you see people that are on seven medications for anxiety or depression it's just not the way to do it some of those medications work great, I'm sure. Um, but the way that we're doing it right now is scary, you know? Yeah. Are you familiar with Kelly Brogan? Yeah. She was probably one of the first people to, like, open my eyes to, like, oh. Yeah. Like, going back to we're masking symptoms, not addressing root causes. And I can't remember the exact number, but I remember it being so minor when she was like, I was looking back on my MD training and how long we spent learning about what pharmaceutical does what and what to prescribe for what symptom and yada, yada, yada. 
And it was a matter of like hours. I want to say like two hours or three hours that she spent on nutrition Mm -hmm. as a doctor. And so like you were saying, it's to no fault of their own. Yeah. I was having this conversation the other day that like an orthopedic surgeon's job is surgery. Yeah. Is to cut you open, fix what's wrong, sew you back up. And so if you go to an orthopedic surgeon for a consultation, odds are the answer you're going to get is that surgery is your answer. Absolutely. And I think what's so great about the research you're sharing, about podcasts, about kind of, it feels very countercultural, even though it's just right. getting back to what I feel is our ethos. It, you know, we're able to start giving people the language or the tools to start asking more questions and become their own best advocate. Absolutely. It, it's huge. You know, um, with with my friend group, uh, we, we talk a lot about just like the basics, right? So if I have a friend who's kind of feeling down or sad, like they're all turned on to this, this way of living where they're going to look at first, how is my sleep? Do I need to sleep? How is my nutrition? What have I been eating? What have I been consuming? Have I been getting sunlight? Do I need to do a cold plunge, a workout or a sauna? Do I maybe need rest? Am I, is my body overtrained? And you're going to do all those things. Now, if you still feel depressed or anxious, sure, then go explore another route. But if you don't take care of some of the basic human mechanisms, it's going to be tough for your brain to just even have like the, the chemical composition for happiness. So it's it's crucial. Um, you know, it. I don't understand how somebody who, let's say, is just chugging Diet Cokes, goes and eats a McDonald's, um, doesn't work out, doesn't get enough sunlight, their vitamin D levels are in the trash, how we can sit that person's da- person down in a doctor's office and prescribe them an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety uh, without having the conversation and doing some basic, basic lab testing of, hey, you know your vitamin D levels are at, you know, three. Yeah, your testosterone levels are in the garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the future of medicine, and it isn't already here in functional medicine, but you're going to have to pay out of pocket. I'm hoping the future of like standardized medicine involves some of those basic basic lab tests and they don't write down it's it's a shame and you know it's also it's such a systematic problem like the average doctor's appointment i want to say doctors are spending three minutes or less with their patients right so they don't have the time they don't have the time they're overworked understaffed however you want to call it and you know i'm a therapist outside of here and so this is my mental health Mm -hmm. advocacy bit but what I see the most with my clients, they come in on just a plethora of of medications, whether yep. that's, you know, for depression and anxiety or blood pressure levels or all these different things. And you start talking with them just like you and I can so easily take for granted that we can like geek out on mm-hmm. how to optimize our, our REM sleep, right? Yep. Or these different things. Whereas that is so far beyond. Yeah what the average person comes into my office even knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say vitamin D, they're like, oh, it's in milk. Yep. <laughs> You're like, Absolutely, yeah. go outside. Like, yeah, first yeah, thing yeah. in the morning, I just want you to go outside. Yep. And, you know, going back to melatonin, right, there's a ton of research showing that, like, the minute you get vitamin D, that's what starts the melatonin production Absolutely. for that, that evening. Yep. So if you're in a in a system where you wake up, you, like, are groggy or exhausted, you pound a cup of coffee, you get in your car, you go to your artificially lit office, or now we're all working from home, who knows how often you're getting outside. Yep. Like we are missing so much of just daily activity that can set you up for having a completely different mood, a completely different outlook on life. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I, I feel like our 
our parents' generation was really is the most hurt by this. Yes. You know, um, my mom and dad especially uh, will just, whatever an MD says, they'll listen to and, and that's the word of God, which is, you know, it's okay. I mean, that's, that's how they were brought up. Um, but it's tricky, you know, uh, a lot of people ask with, with the CBD, right? They say, hey, well, you know, can you show me more research studies and stuff like this? It's like, look, if you're with your own health, if you are just going to wait for, you know, double-blind, placebo-controlled, large human studies on something that you're going to take. If you're going to wait for those to come out or wait for that research, you're going to be 10 to 15 years behind. It's really tough to get a study done. Just look into it. Look into the funding that you have to get. Who's going to fund a study on CBD? Because any, anybody can buy it and sell it pretty much. I mean, it's not that profitable of a thing to fund a study on. Um, it's tricky. You don't want to be behind the curve on that, you know, and this is why... I think a lot of people have gone towards, you know, health influencers like, you know, your Ben Greenfields, you know, the people that on it where they're like, hey, we've seen some evidence that this stuff works. You know, it's not dangerous. We're going to start taking it and report back to you how we feel. And a lot of, you know, naysayers will be like, oh, it's anecdotal. It's this. There's no hard research. Like, look into what it takes to get hard research done and where that stuff really starts to hit the major population. Um and you're going to start to hopefully experiment and kind of biohack your way yourself because uh, you don't want to wait. I'm, I don't want to wait 15 years until they're like, hey, actually kind of a paleo-ish diet's pretty good. Right. I don't want to wait for that. That was one of my biggest issues. Did you watch um, Game Changers on I, Netflix? I did. I watched, I watched about 45 minutes of it, and then I watched the, like, um, Chris Kresser Game Changers, yeah, kind of debate and debacle. Yeah. Yeah. It made me so mad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's this study where they're like measuring how much fat is in the blood and blah, they're like, you know, what did you eat today? And it was like, I had three, you know, chicken sandwiches from Popeye's and yeah. it's like, and then I ate a vegetable and like, look at the difference. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, anyone that goes from eating trash yep. to anything like a step better yeah, is probably going to see a difference or feel a difference. Absolutely, and a, and a big thing with the uh, higher fat diets, uh, you know, like I, I do kind of um, high fat, low carb, uh, paleo, and keto, is that that piece of low carb, low sugar, you have to do that. You can't dip your toe into the water on a keto diet or like a um, higher fat, uh, moderate protein, low carb paleo diet. You can't just dip your toe into that because high sugar mixed with high fat is going to raise your triglyceride levels. It's a bad combo. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what most of um, Americans get is high fat, high sugar. Yep. And then fat gets demonized from that. Um, right. Go eat your non-fat yeah. yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Take all the good out of your exactly. yogurt and then and, eat it. And then they, they do the studies where they, you know, a chicken sandwiches, uh, you know, fried chicken sandwich is going to be high fat um, and high sugar with that bread. For the last six, seven years, I've been eating a lot of fat, lower carbs. I'm lean. I have a six-pack. It, it doesn't make you fat, and there's research to, to back this. My cholesterol and triglycerides are perfect. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Um, there's always going to be kind of competing ideas. But, again, for, for most of the time we've been on this earth, we have been hunter-gatherers. They did eat meat. You know, they ate some other stuff. I can tell you what they did not eat. I mean, we don't have to say it. Come on. They weren't drinking Sprite or soda. Um, they weren't going through the drive-thru? No, I don't. I, Dang. Maybe not. Dang. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, you know, they had their issues and you don't have to eat like a hunter-gatherer. But um, you can definitely learn from these populations that they 
they didn't really get heart disease. They just didn't. They didn't have obesity for sure. And um, you know, we can look at facts. And I try to talk about just simple facts with people. You know, like being obese is bad for you. Everyone can agree on that. This population, and there are still are hunter gatherer populations today. They weren't obese. So, like, you can start from a very simple place. If, you know, you're talking to somebody of your you know, parents' generation or something that wants to argue or something, you can start with a just a very simple fact right there and hopefully move from there. Like, okay, would they, you know? Um, so that's, that's what I've been trying to do with uh, some people that are kind of naysayers, but yeah. Yeah, I know when I first got turned on to kind of the paleo lifestyle I was like in the Kool-Aid phase of crossfitting Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah the first whole 30 challenge that came along right and I detoxed off of sugar so not like I can look in retrospect and be like oh I felt like shit for 14 days because I had had so much sugar in my diet that my body was shocked absolutely and then after I got like around that turn right I now talk about whole foods in like, yeah, you might not know that you don't feel well right now. If your body is so used to creating energy off of Big Macs and whatever else, like, yeah, you might feel a little sick when you stop eating that. It's like detoxing off of a drug. Yeah. And then for me, it was like, I didn't know my body was underperforming. I didn't know my body felt crummy until I understood and felt that it could feel better yep and that only came from like i think one of our biggest gifts is that we can be our own best experiment mm-hmm. like you were saying you can wait and be 10 or 15 years behind like your double blind study yeah right? exactly or you can take the chance and like see what works for your body because yep. even what you or i are saying right now might not work for somebody else mm-hmm. absolutely something about it might but I think that we have such a unique opportunity and so many resources that we didn't have even 10 years ago Mm -hmm. to start to do the digging and learning and see what works. Yeah, it's really true. Um, And I think uh, just just a a big thing with diet and nutrition too is um, like you were saying, different things work for different people. And this is why I kind of like the paleo-ish idea because it's it it really isn't that radical of an idea to most people, right? If they, if they don't want to eat meat, you can do a you know vegetarian paleo diet, olive oil and a salad. Like uh, there's not a lot of people that'll disagree with that, you know. Or you can push them to just like hey have some wild fish and you know it, it's not that radical of a of a diet. So that is actually when I talk to friends that are kind of looking for some advice or to get turned on to something, because I think the biggest thing in this why through Santa Cruz medicinals, I'm also just trying to do some health education mm-hmm. and we just launched Santa Cruz paleo. And that's also going to be a kind of push towards that. What I hate seeing is someone who really wants to change. They really do. They have a health issue. They're, they're all into change and they get pushed down the wrong path. It's the biggest bummer to me that they go to a juice cleanse, something mm-hmm. they're drinking pineapple juice, thinking that they're going to get healthy they are told to only eat salads or go vegan or something and they're just miserable their hormones tank that's a bummer those are the people that i want to help the people that really are like hey i want better i'm what should i tell my dad to eat right i get that from some of my friends and Mm -hmm. um it's a bummer sometimes when you see them like you know they went on a juice cleanse and they're not feeling well it's like fuck no shit yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) what are they doing pineapple juice and what yeah god you know, it's, yeah. And it's, again, it it's scary because 
there's so much information out there. Yep. And especially in the world of social media, when any influencer can be approached by whatever company and get paid enough money to say they use something. And, you know, that was one of the things that turned me on to your product was like, I didn't, I mean, it's on, it's on social media now and I follow you guys pretty religiously, but like I heard about it from people in my community using the product. Yeah. I didn't hear about it from some fit tea influencer with her, you know, hundred thousand followers. I mean, we want the product to speak for itself. So like we're trying to get CBD in the hands of people versus like some mystical idea of like, this is going to, help you you know every single thing in your body it's like okay if you research cbd looked it up it's something you want to take here's extremely potent cbd and you can take it that's what we want to do and um you know with santa cruz paleo it's a very similar thing of like we're just looking at different foods and snacks and paleo treats and supplements and affordability is the main thing on our mind you know um like we just launched this paleo trail mix and the idea from that is that you go into Whole Foods, you grab a trail mix. Uh, or my co-founder, we went mountain biking and he, he took some stevia sweetened chocolate chips and so no sugar and he dumped them in just some roasted nuts and we we're eating them. We we're like, this is really good. It's delicious. You look at the bag of the roasted nuts from Whole Foods, roasted in canola oil. Mm. And there's a lot of issues with canola oil. I mean, you, you look at not even just the environmental impacts, the, the health impacts that. Um, Kyle just had a guy named a, a carnivore MD. MD. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he does some posts about... Uh, canola oil and other seed oils and stuff so we went and we um we got nuts roasted in really high quality coconut oil um and then we added stevia sweetened chocolate chips made a big bag of it for like 15 bucks you get like a pound bag and that's like a product right there and it's so easy to do and it's just those those minor changes of switching from like a canola oil with sugar filled chocolate chips to a coconut oil one with sugar-free chocolate chips and it make a huge difference for people um, so yeah, those minor changes are key. And making it accessible. Like I have the hardest time when you start to have this conversation with people and especially like the people who need a nutritious diet the most arguably are the ones that can afford it the least. Yep. Like if you can go through a drive through and get 40 nuggets for you and your kids for three bucks, yeah. that's a whole lot more sexy than the 10 pound or excuse me, the $10 like third of a pound bag of nuts at the supermarket. And so I think that you guys have done a really incredible job with that of making it accessible to to the market. We are the most affordable per milligram CBD brand in the entire market. Unless you're buying bulk isolate, which you need thousands of dollars to do or bulk broad spectrum oil. Um, So as far as a consumer brand, that is what we are. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. But that, that also has its limitations in terms of running a business. I know some people are in, interested in this. So we run out of stock of stuff, a good amount. Mm-hmm. And now there's two reasons a company will go out of stock. Um, if, you're, if you're looking online for your Yeezys and Adidas <laughs> doesn't have your Yeezys, trust me, they have a warehouse of them somewhere. It's you know manufactured out of stock. Oh, yeah, we're out of stock. Um, we run out of stock because we run a company on less profit margins. So we'll sell through like this French vanilla tincture right here. We literally are getting the money from that, getting a new batch made, and then restocking it and selling it. But I don't. I would rather do that than have extremely high prices, 
less people telling each other about the because we have just people will post on like Reddit and stuff like, hey, I found the CBD brand. It's the better price than any one of them. You know, go try it out. So we get that natural growth, and I I, I love that. Um, oh yeah, I have more people if I post about. I recently posted about um, the cinnamon orchata protein. Yeah, and I yeah, probably so had good. like fifty people slide into my DM and was like what is that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's so good and you know with this it's it's so interesting we we were getting some uh, samples made and um we used vanilla bean right like actual vanilla bean because mm-hmm. there's a whole laundry list of benefits from vanilla um it turns out there's yeah it has potent antioxidant effects and everything and when you do vanilla extract you you lose a lot of those so we have vanilla bean in there and it was kind of a risk to put it out because the vanilla bean isn't going to fully, fully blend in, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, what do we do? Do we just go with vanilla extract? And I was like, no, fuck it. Let's just do vanilla bean, you know. And our customers just, they, they realize that this is like a functional food, right? Your your protein powder from like some like big GNC. company. Yeah, it's like, look at the fillers, binders, other ingredients in there. It's um, So I feel like people are really kind of tuned, tuned in to like, I don't want that stuff. And sure is the texture different than your gnc protein yes but there's a reason for that you know um we're trying to get back to like more like natural like this is more like a functional food beverage so people like it you know um we we definitely get some people like hey i don't like this doesn't blend in it's like i try to explain to them why and most people will take that explanation back all right cool that's that's cool but um yeah we, we we take some risks for sure and stuff like that yeah and it's it's one of those things that when you start eating that way you get used to like um one of you know another santa cruz local guy i'm not sure if you've met shane but he's the founder of mudwater yeah i haven't met shane i've I've emailed with him because we did we did some instagram stuff a while ago but yeah he's awesome yeah and you know there's times where when he was first getting the the ingredients right in mudwater that he was never like this tastes bad yeah just be like huh this one's really healthy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) absolutely it's got a little bite to it yep yeah and you know there's there's some things that just like um with health that you just kind of get over you know and then again like what i urge people to do is look back at what we were for most time we were hunter gatherers which means we were hunting animals you know butchering them and eating them probably meat over fire you know we're eating organ meats which are very nutrient rich and that's kind of what we were and with that comes a lot of stuff movement we were moving around weight you know we're getting sun we're getting fresh air good water hopefully um so we come from like a robust stock of people and i think that's really important to to look at and try to mimic some of the stuff that they did Mm while pairing it with the new stuff that we have available now. And you're going to enjoy good health if you do that. It's right. an easy recipe. And there's, you know, I think that something I love that you said earlier is like giving credit where credit is due to Western medicine. Yep. You know, like especially when I was in my huge Kelly Brogan phase and I still pay so much homage to her and I know how much she's changed my perspective on things that I was like, when I become a therapist, like I will never be an advocate of antidepressants Mm -hmm. or anti-anxieties and all these things. And then I worked with really, really sick people. For sure. That to even be grounded enough to have a conversation, to even start the processing. Yep. That was never going to happen without the uh, help absolutely. of these medications. Yeah. No, they're, they're key and they're not going away, you know? Um, yeah. Like I, I know people who dial in everything that I'm talking about. They work out, they get sun, they, you know, they 
do everything. They'll take my advice like a biohack here and there, and they they do everything right. But uh, it's just like a neurochemistry thing, and Western medicine has helped a lot with that. And you know, some of those medications are life saving to get people to a place um, to kind of move forward in their life. So it's key. It it really is. Um, but for most people that are going in there without dialing in anything else, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous road to walk down. Um, I, you know, if it were me, I'd want to go in with, with everything. Health is a combination of mm-hmm. things, right? So if you need support from, from Western medicine, great, go for it. But, um, don't, hopefully don't drink a Sprite and a Big Mac while you're walking in there. On know? the way there. Yeah. yeah. I remember going, I keep going back to this injury, but when I first got hurt, I was competing in CrossFit. I like my nutrition was dialed. I was doing all the things mm-hmm. and got really hurt. Yep. It like totally ended my career as an athlete. I'm really grateful to be training the way I train now. Mm-hmm. Um, but walking into my doctor's office, I was so disenchanted. Um, a, because under his breath, the entire time was like, oh, well, mark this up to another reason I don't like CrossFit yeah, or yeah, yeah. this other thing. And I finally, about three trips in there, I was like, listen, first off, I was handstand walking. So for all you know, I could have been a gymnast. Yeah, you yeah. would not have been poo-pooing on this. Yep. Second, there are four people in the waiting room that I just spoke to that are awaiting knee replacements that if they lost 50, 60 pounds their knees would be just fine. For sure, 100%. And so I just, you know, want to, if it hasn't been clear enough on this show, I want you, I want to give you the permission to challenge the answers that you're getting. Absolutely. Um, You know, I was told that there was nothing wrong with my elbow and that, you know, at 23 years old, the fact that I was never going to have, I was going to lose 30 degrees of extension for the rest of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just supposed to accept that. And I was like, it's crazy. What? Our, our medical system with, as far as injuries, and I know this very well, I can tell you a recent story of uh, having an injury. It, the medical system around injuries and especially just like nagging injuries and muscle pain and soreness is an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. I just had a pinched nerve in my neck from jujitsu. Um, feeling great. Went to jujitsu, uh, grappling with a good buddy of mine, you know, uh, so I've grappled this guy, you know, hundreds of times. Boom, pinch nerve, numbness down my arm, horrible pain. It was excruciating. I tried to go to sleep, wake up in the middle of the night. Pain was so bad, right? Just shooting down my arm like, you know, I never go to the, the ER CBD or anything. CBD wasn't going to fix this. CBD wasn't going to fix <laughs> the it. Answer. And I, I took my CBD. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, you know. And uh, wake up my girlfriend at like 6 a.m., you know, just made it through most of the night. I'm like, I got to go to the ER. It's that bad. Go there, and it's just laughable what happens there so the guy takes one x-ray one image right and like yeah no i don't know here's some uh, pain pills like uh you can talk to our physical therapist they're gonna call you tomorrow because covid you know, right so you're not gonna go so i'm like oh my god what a disaster immediately leaving there you know it's 9 a.m at that point and i call spine and sport institute which is dr vid and doll in sunnyville shout out dr vid and there's a lot of people like him right a chiropractor, FRC, kettlebell, you know, like one of those type of people who's looking at a bunch of different modalities. He does really deep tissue myofascial work and movement, um, you know, uh, therapy and stuff. So hit him up and he's like, yeah, come in. From there, he did six x-rays, you know, for free. I didn't have to pay for them. He's a good guy. He's like, that's astonishing. They only did one, you know, looked at some of the issues, 
we we did work movement therapy you know hands-on stuff and i'm completely better i'm back to lifting i'm gonna go back to jiu-jitsu soon the kaiser permanente health way was physical therapist called me right on the phone hey uh can you like yeah you might want to um you know uh try some uh neck like packing exercises just the Right. Most some basic ice and shit. some heat. Yeah, ice. Have you tried ice and heat? It's like, dude, you know, to no fault of their own, but um, there's two ways it seems of uh, you know, rehabbing an injury, and um, I get a lot of little injuries from jujitsu, and um, the one of the ways is it seems like a disaster, and the other way uh, has just kind of worked well for me. Um, a, a kind of scary thing, like you were saying about orthopedics, is I could take ten people in a jujitsu, and there's PubMed articles on this. There's a great PubMed article where they have people with no pain in their shoulder, right? And then people with severe shoulder pain. They go get MRIs on their shoulder. And then they survey orthopedic surgeons on, like, who needs surgery, who doesn't. It's all across the map. Oh, geez. It's all across the map. Because... It's more on how you feel, right? And and what what is your function of your shoulder in the, in this case? So, it's just scary that you could take uh, like ten athletes who are feeling great, right? And maybe they're robust athletes like CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu. You could send them to get an MRI, and so many of them, so many of the doctors make this guy needs surgery, like ASAP, on his shoulder, on his knee, whatever. You know, that's like you're saying, that's what they do. Um, and to no fault of their own, they you know they help a lot of people. But um, yeah, injury rehab is also one of the things that like. If you're not looking out of the box, you're going to be left behind. If you just go and just listen to one person, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. I finally, after four years of going around and around with Kaiser, because my assumption is this could be wrong, but this is what I have concluded. Kaiser is an insurance company first and a hospital second. Mm -hmm. And for me, and they told me this after I got hurt, they're like, we're going to try every other intervention before surgery because surgery is the most expensive. Yep. We're going to try all these other interventions. And it was like, okay, great. I'm totally fine with that. However, I'm also very in tune with my body and I'm going to let you know if these other interventions are not working. For sure. So at some point they deemed me quote unquote functional. Mm Mm-hmm. Which basically meant I could wipe my ass and feed myself. Yeah, it did that, not. That's really what they. That's they, what they, they look care for. about. Yeah, yeah. And in in my world, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, our yeah. world rather, that's not functional. Yeah, that's like the bare minimum. Like, yes, I would hope I could do that. Yep. And I also want to get back to doing pull ups. I want to get back to moving my body in a functional full range of motion. Absolutely. And I finally went to a doctor similar to yours, mm-hmm. and he's rad shout out dr akazuki if you guys are in the san francisco bay area um and he works with elbows like specifically because yep. if you go to an orthopedic surgeon it's like he might be really good at hips yeah <laughs> yeah has never touched an elbow right and and he was like you know my arm couldn't go straight so we couldn't even get a full full vision of an mri mm-hmm. and he was like you know I got to be honest, I can't see a whole lot. I can see some things that we can scope out, maybe get you 10 degrees back mm-hmm. um, and and go from there. And in my head, I'm like, hey, shit, like 10 degrees is 10 yeah. degrees. I'm going to take it. it. Yep. And he gets into my elbow. My surgery was supposed to take less than an hour. I wake up in the recovery room and I'm like, look at the clock. And I'm like... <laughs> I know I'm on a lot of drugs right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but I can typically tell time even if I yep. am on drugs. 
And it's been like four hours. Yeah. yeah and he yeah. walks into the room and he's like, yeah, so none of your tendons or ligaments were attached to anything. Damn. You had a bone spur about two inches through your entire elbow because it had no stability. Yep. So boom, let's revert back to when we were hunter gatherers. Our bodies are incredibly resilient. Yep. So if our bodies don't know anything about Western medicine, they're going to create something that creates stability yep, or absolutely. keeps you healthy. And for me, it was like, yes, that kept my elbow stable to the point that it limited a bunch of mobility. Yep. So long story short, reattaching all those things, getting the bone spur out, you know, scoping out some scar tissue and a four and a half hour surgery later, like I have my elbow back. Yep. And it took four years of fighting and like yeah. questioning if the information I was getting was accurate. And, you know, I know it feels like we're kicking a dead horse here, but like you are your own best advocate. You know your body. You owe it to yourself to get in tune with it and yep. know what it needs and what it wants. And you can tell me if you if you object here, but truly the only way I was able to get there was to strip out all the other shit and yep. like really learn what my body was at its yeah. like functioning. Uh, I agree 100%. And uh, that's kind of the way for health moving forward, right? And there there's... It's kind of an unfortunate way because um, it's you, you have to shell out some money nowadays to kind of go find the people who oh. are experts in this. Still paying, still yep. paying things off. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, um, if you injure your ankle or knee, I mean, you can go to just your normal doctor, or you can go to like a, a specialist, right? Um, someone who this is what they do. Someone who sees athletes, sees professional athletes, and they're going to view things way differently mm -hmm. than just somebody who's just trying to get people back to function and might see, you know, 40 patients in a day. Um, you know, it's going to cost more to, for someone who sees five patients in a day. So it is what it is for right now. Um, and, you know, you, I think you can mitigate a lot of it with just, you know, dialing in the basics of health that we talked about. So I hope anybody listening to this just like, if you're looking for a place to start, you know, we, we laid out a bunch of stuff that you can kind of do and a way of thinking and yeah, move forward. And I mean, it starts with, it starts with these conversations and it starts with getting curious. And I think that your company is doing a great job of putting out information that is not just CBD, yep. right? That is so much more. So if people are looking for more information on your product and other things that you guys are talking about, where can they find you? So we're at Santa Cruz Medicinals on Instagram. You can follow our sister company at Santa Cruz Paleo. Um, if you DM us at Santa Cruz Medicinals, I check all those DMs. I will respond. And yeah, check some stuff out. Um, if you want to try them, we have like a lot of like intro options uh, for somebody just trying to, you know, try CBD. Which and, is um, huge. Yeah. So many yeah. other places, it's like not buy the product. See yeah. If you like it. It's like here, you spend a hundred bucks or no deal. Like we have, you know, products we can spend like, uh, you know, 30 bucks for like, uh, you know, a good like 21 day supply of a potent CBD dose, like a couple hundred milligrams a day. Um, you know, for injuries, we make like a pain salve, which is just amazing. Um, it's made by a fifth generation salve maker in Kentucky. Her family has just been making soaps and salves for, <laughs> for so long. I got to ask how you got in touch okay. with the Kentucky Salve Yes, the Kentucky maker. Chris, shout out, shout out to Crystal Hastings and the Hastings, uh, you know, soap and salve family out there. Um, she bought some of our CBD, right? Just, just random. And she hit us up like, hey, I'm making these really cool soaps and salves. 
There's also, you know, just a, how anybody in this world can get some business going for themselves, okay? Yeah. Because, like, we've made this lady a lot of money in, in just, like, the years. So she reached out. She's like, yeah, I'm buying uh, your MCT, and I'm uh, MCT is one of the ingredients in my, my soaps and salves, and I've been making some CBD-infused stuff. Um, can I just send you some? Boom. Sends us some. We're like, this is unbelievable. Like, the ingredients on here are just insane. Um no fillers, binders, chemicals, like just so many botanicals in there, like juniper, lavender, cinnamon. You guys, uh, I'm reading the label right now and promise you yeah. I can pronounce every word on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like a good litmus test. If you turn around a label and you are like trying to sound out syllables and something, yep. please do not put it in or on your body. For sure. <laughs> exactly. And like with this, it's like, there are no preservatives or anything in this. So we actually, we do have like a, I think the shelf life on them is 14 months. So like we have to make them in small batches and sell them. And so people get them and, and they use them. Um, but again, like we're going to do that because it's just a beautiful salve that like, you know, if for some reason I accidentally ate this, I'd be fine. You know, um, don't eat the salve though. There's <laughs> other, don't. yeah. Um, but yeah, then we, we found that lady and like, we're like, let's like get some products made or, you know, you're down. So with, and then, you know, from there, it's off to the races, and I, uh, I heard someone talking on a podcast, like, if anybody on here runs a business, it's such an easy thing to do now, to DM people, and just offer something for free. If if you are a coach, or if you if you make t-shirts, if you DM me, and we're like, hey, send me your logo, I'm going to send you, you know, five t-shirts. You might get a giant order from us, if they're nice, you know, like like, that's a cool thing about the world now, that you can do that. And uh, we've certainly kind of created a, a business that's allowed us to run a pretty cool life here with Santa Cruz Medicinals and Santa Cruz Paleo. So, yeah, I'm excited for, for what's to come. So uh, come join the journey and uh, come say what's up. Awesome, guys. Well, go ahead, head on over to Instagram, wherever it is that you social media. Check out Santa Cruz Medicinals, Santa Cruz Paleo. Brendan, thank you so much. This was awesome. You are welcome. We will definitely do another one. Absolutely. Let's awesome. do it.